I'm going to try to make this a khatira, not a lecture. Um, and uh, inshallah, hopefully you'll walk away uh, not just with inspiration, but with something that you can implement in your lives. Uh, before I begin, just by a show of hands, how many of you have heard of Salat al-Istikhara? Okay, alhamdulillah. How many of you have memorized Salat al-Istikhara? Okay, that's a significant drop. Um, I want us to notice something at the very beginning of that hadith, and this is not about Salat al-Istikhara, but it's about the beginning here. With Jabir ibn Abdullah, radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, he says, the Prophet Sallallahu would teach us the istikhara, the way that he would teach us a surah from the Quran. In other words, memorize the words. Because is also important. Not just what you ask for, not just that we say it's from our hearts, which is very important, but that you do your best to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way that the Prophet called upon him. I had like a ministry of Oqaf here in American uh, Islamic education. It would be a halaqa in every masjid to teach the dua of the Prophet. I think it's so important that we, the regular Muslims, that we begin to implement those ad'iyah the du'as of the Prophet ﷺ in our lives. And so, I that the Prophet of companions, or he would teach the companions du'a. From those, from those du'as that the Prophet ﷺ would teach his companions, is a du'a, it's quite long, we're only going to focus on the beginning part. Shaddad ibn Aus, radiallahu ta'ala, and he said, Can the Prophet ﷺ used to teach us to say, and in some narrations, the Prophet Sallallahu used to say this dua in every salat. Allahumma inni asaluka thabata fil amr wal azimata ala rushd To the end of the hadith, it's quite long. I want to focus on those two questions from the Prophet Sallallahu those two requests to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allahumma inni asaluka Oh Allah, I ask you for thabat, being steadfast on your deen. Fil Amr here is referring to Islam. So give me thabat on Islam. Make me steadfast in my practice of Islam. And I think this is an important point for us because everyone is subject to fitnatil qabr. Everybody is subject to being asked in the grave. And in the grave we're asked what? I'm asking you. Marrabbuk. Okay. You got to help me out here. What does that mean? Marrabbuk. Who is your Lord? But does it mean, in this sense, are you being asked, who do you believe created the heavens and the earth only? Or are you actually being asked who you worshipped? Who is your Lord? Here, Marrabbuk, actually asking you who you worshipped. Madinuk. What's that mean? What is your religion? Be, be careful. A lot of times we oversimplify this stuff. It's not asking you what religion you think is the truth or is your last name, you know, last name or, or a Desi last name. And then you, you say that, that you're a Muslim. It's asking you, what did you practice? So, Madinu, Dini al-Islam, 
My religion is Islam. That means you have to practice something from the deen. It's not just enough to walk around with a card that says that I'm a Muslim. Woman Nabiyuk, yani who did you take as your prophet, the one whom you followed his instructions? So the point here is when we're asking Allah for thabat, we're asking him to give us steadfastness on this deen, we're going to be asked about our steadfastness. Did we really practice this deen or not? And so we want to be steadfast. The, the second part of this, what we're focusing on, is Allah And we ask you, or I ask you, to give me firm resolve, firm determination to be rightly guided. Arrushd. I want to stop at this word. This is going to be the end of what we talk about today. But I'm going to explain it the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explained it in the Quran. Because another thing that's important is not just that we learn the words of dua. Like, for example, you're going around the Kaaba between the Yemeni corner and the black stone. We say, Oh, Allah, give us the good of this life, the good of the next life. Save us from the punishment of the fire. But do we really understand the implications of what we're asking for? A lot of times we don't until we give it some thought. And so we're asking Allah here to be steadfast upon his deen, and we're asking him for firm resolve and determination to be rightly guided, for rushed. But what does rushed mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, rashidun. They are the rightly guided. They are the ones who have rushed. Who? Who was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking? Where does that ayah come? I'm even asking some of the, I know some of you are hufad, mashallah. They are the rightly guided. And by the way, one of the things, subhanAllah, one of the first lessons that we took when I was many moons ago, when I started my master's in Medina, our teacher actually used to make us bring in the book and read and stop at every pronoun and say, what does that pronoun refer back to? Because you're not going to understand language if you don't know who the, who's he, who's she, who's it, who's they. They are the rightly guided. Who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking about? Allah says at the beginning of that ayah, Know that amongst you all is the messenger of Allah. If he were to obey your wishes in many things, you would actually suffer. So he's not coming to obey your wishes. He's coming to bring the risala, to bring the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If he did what you all wanted to do, then you would actually suffer from that. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, but Allah made Iman beloved to you. He endeared Iman to you. And made it pleasing to your hearts. So not only do you love Iman, but you're pleased with Iman. And that's two different things. You might love somebody and not be pleased with them. You may love something and not particularly like it. But Allah made Iman beloved to them. And Iman here is not just talking about something in the heart. It's talking about your faith. It's talking about your statements. It's talking about the actions of Islam. They become beloved to you. And, and we can ask ourselves, 
And and Ikhwan, wallahi, this is stuff that's important for us and especially as we raise our children to teach them to love Iman. How, what's our language around Salat? Because Allah calls Salat Iman in the Quran. What's our language around Salat? Do we say, oh yeah, well let's just pray so we can get it out the way and then we can go do A, B, C, and D. Do we use that kind of language? Or do we actually love Salat? The Prophet said, Salat. My enjoyment has been made with Salat. And the Prophet would say to Bilal, Arihna biha. Bring us comfort through this Salat. A lot of us say, Arihna what? Minha. Bring us comfort by getting it over with. Let us have comfort despite it. Despite the, so what is our language around Iman? Do we really love it? Are we, teaching our are we teaching our children to love it? Are we teaching the next generation to really love faith? He says, so they love faith. And they despise kufr. And they despise defiance, al-fusuq. And they despise al-isyan, or disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they despise everything that is opposite of faith or that, con that is contrary to faith. Whether it destroys faith from the very foundation, which is kufr, or whether it attacks the completion of faith, which is al-fusuq, which is referring to major sins, or al-isyan, which is referring to, to minor sins. They despise those things. And, and we have to understand, I don't want, somebody will come here and take a sound bite and say, oh, that's hate preaching. They're teaching us to hate. Well, our Prophet said, Whoever loves for Allah and hates for the sake of Allah, and he gives for the sake of Allah and he withholds for the sake of Allah, has completed Iman. And those who don't have those qualities have not completed faith. We're not talking about hate for the sake of hate. We're talking about hating sin because it creates a barrier between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's the important part here. Not just that we hate the consequences. Many of us may know people who have fallen into sins. They don't necessarily hate the sin, but they hate the consequences of the sin. So they hate the fact that they got caught cheating on their spouse. Not that they actually did that action and it pushed them away from their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and toba is translated into English as what? Repentance. Repentance actually means islah. So you're fixing your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because when you sin, every time we sin, we're messing up part of that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we hate for those things to come between us and the one we love subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so again, the believer, the rashid, when we ask Allah for firm determination to be rashid for rushd, we're asking Allah to make Iman beloved to us and that he makes those other things that are contrary to Iman despised to us. That's Allah Azza wa Jalla, يُحَبَّ بِلَيْنَ الْإِمَانِ وَأَنْ يُزَيِّنَهُ فِي قُلُوبِنَا رَبَنَاتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنُ وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنُ وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ صلى الله عليه وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد